Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is July 9th, and we're coming to you straight from Akasaka, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Demansky, and joining me as always is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey guys, welcome back. So, our stories for this week are a salaryman jumps off a railway bridge to evade police, the government is set to declare the fourth state of emergency for Tokyo. And a popular kaiten zushi chain, Kapazushi, is investigated by police.、Um, but before we start talking about the main news stories, there was a massive landslide in Atami in Shizuoka Prefecture on July 3rd. And it left four people dead and 80 plus people still missing today.、Mm. Yeah, so it was kind of terrifying to see, right? I'm sure you saw the videos, right?、Mm. Um, there w a s a few different angles and it just like suddenly came down like this main street from the top of the mountain. And、right. It appears to be caused by the, the rain, you know, just such heavy rainfall、uh, we've had recently. And we kind of talked about that last week. Yeah,、right? last week, yeah. I sometimes feel it's just unfair that Japan needs to go through all these natural disasters.、Mm. You know, not just like heavy rain, but we also have like massive earthquakes, tsunami, typhoons, and, you know, we even have active volcanoes, right?、Mm, yeah. Yeah. But、um, in any case, I want to send my deepest condolences to those that passed away、um, and all their relatives. Yeah, me too.、Um, it's always unfortunate news to hear. And、uh, it seems the whole, the whole nation is kind of feeling、uh, at a loss at the moment. So, yeah, our thoughts go out to the families.、Mm-hmm. So, our first story of the day comes from Japan Today. On Tuesday, the 6th of July, a man being chased by police at JR Shibuya Station in Tokyo jumped from the platform onto the tracks and then leapt from an elevated bridge to evade capture. According to police, the incident occurred around 8 pm. A commuter notified police at the station that a man had filmed up a woman's dress as she walked up the stairs to the platform. When an officer approached the man, he ran along the platform and then jumped onto the tracks of the JR Yamanote line. After that, he hopped over the barrier and landed on the street below. The man was seriously injured and taken to hospital. Police said Tuesday he will be in hospital for about three months. Yeah, so this was a bit of a wild story I saw <laughs> originally on Twitter.、Um, yeah. So, just disregarding the, the crime just for a brief moment,、mm. the guy was so desperate to escape from police, right? Yeah, he jumped yeah. onto the tracks, he ran along, and then jumped over the wall、mm. and landing on the street, which is a, it looked about 10 meters, probably yeah, higher. It was quite high.、Mm. Yeah. I mean, did you see the video? Yeah, yeah, there's、uh, yeah, a couple of videos now actually floating around. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I was rather surprised he didn't die. You、mm. know? Because、um, he didn't like fall his feet first,、mm. but like he almost like fell from, from the side. Sideways, yeah, Sideways, yeah. Sideways, yeah. So if he had hit his head、mm. uh, on the ground, then he could have you know, instantly died. Yeah, that's because it's high, right?、Mm. But it's not super high. It's super high. It's maybe like second story of a building, maybe. So maybe third story. It's、yeah. kind of high. Yeah, it is high. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, this was one of the biggest news stories in Japan in the last week. So、um, they showed obviously that video, which was kind of like from a、uh, security camera, wasn't it?、Um, the, the, oh, yeah, the, probably. The initial video that got shown. Yeah.、Um, there just happened to be a security camera facing. Um, the bridge. I think、mm. like、anyone that's been to Shibuya or the, the crossing will know because、mm. it's like right next to Shibuya Scramble. Yeah, exactly. And it was above,、yeah. there's a cafe called Scramble. 
Do you mm. know there's like a little blue cafe there and it's called Scramble? Oh under, yeah, I didn't under, know under the, the bridge. name, but But yeah. like, yeah, as I watched him jump off the bridge, I noticed the sign. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, a really good kind of popular meeting spot, mm. you know? Um, but then I, uh, later I saw on YouTube, there's another video someone had shared uh, from someone, you know, just walking past him on the floor. Mm. And so it was really close up. And like you say, yeah, he's kind of lying sideways. He kind of just landed like that, I assume. Mm, mm. And there's a policeman kind of like standing over the top of him. Mm. And it, it, there's no like audio or the audio is very muffled. So you can't really hear what he's saying. But I don't know if the policeman's saying like, you know, like, are you okay? Or he's saying like, you're under arrest or yeah. I'm not really sure. But I, oh, okay. I think the policeman assumes the guy is like seriously injured, right? So yeah. he, I think he's just trying to see if he's like conscious. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And then, but it, it just ends very quickly. So oh, I see, I see. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, there is even a police station at the crossing, mm. uh, you know, right next to the JR Shibuya station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he wasn't thinking anything, you know, he just panicked and tried to get away like no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's just no way, right? He can just <laughs> you know, run away. There are like so many security cameras and yeah, like policemen like all over the place. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's I'm, it's it's hard to say what goes through the mind of a criminal, mm. you know, once they've been <laughs> yeah, caught for a crime. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't gone through trial, so I don't want to be unfair and say like he definitely committed the crime, but mm. you don't jump off a railway bridge if you're innocent. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I saw some comments online. Um, most people seem to be under the impression that, like, you know, he was guilty based on his actions. Mm. Um, some people said, like, when he gets out of hospital, he should be allowed to go because, like, he's basically like punished himself. <laughs> but I'm not sure that's the the correct answer either. Uh-huh. Yeah, he so, still needs to get the legal like punishment. Yeah, and I mean that's trial, not really right? that's not really justice for the victim. Yeah, um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't know if they even know who the victim was because it sounds like another person saw him mm. taking a photo of another oh, lady. I see. I see. So. The, the kind of the bystander saw the crime mm. and said to the police. Right. But I don't know if they actually managed to find the girl that he was photographing. Mm. Um, yeah, there isn't a lot of information about those details, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I imagine, like, you know, she probably doesn't want that to be made public. Of so, course not. Yeah. yeah, we need to protect the, the victim exactly. and her it's, privacy, it's right? It's quite, quite an embarrassing situation mm. to be in, I'd imagine. Um, so I'm sure you already know this by now, but, like, chikan or molesting on a train in Japan is very common. Mm. Right. And I guess this time it was tosatsu. Mm. Uh, so do you have an English word for it? Um, I guess like secret photography. It's not like a such or a... filming, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like such a... I guess it's actually voyeurism. Voyeurism mm. is like when you... Yeah, basically film somebody without them knowing. Oh, okay. I've never like, heard of that like word. Or like voyeuristic mm. is that kind of concept of like watching someone and they don't know they're being watched. Oh, I see. So it... it the usage is slightly different, but basically that's what it means. Mm. Like, as far as I looked up, there is no direct, like, exact, like, same word in English. No, I no, that's what I mean. It's not the, roughly the concept mm. is there, but, but it's not an exact translation. Right. And that also kind of, like, proves the fact that this is quite, like, particular to Japan. Mm. Uh, because there are, you know, various other forms of crimes outside Japan. Mm. But I think Chikan and Tosatsu is a lot more common in mm. this country. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we even invented something called Jose Senyo Shario, meaning women only cars, mm. right? Mm. I don't know how it appears to people outside Japan, but uh, it's been there for decades. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, heard the history of the problem, not just deeply, but, you know, obviously having, like, noticed all these different things that are quite different to Western countries, right, in Japan, mm. related to, like, chikan or, like, yeah, women-only carriages, mm. um, and, like, the concept of, like, tosatsu, mm. which, again, is not really a problem in most places. Um, mm. But one one reaffirming thing is that, like, whenever these people get caught, it always seems to be someone else saw them. Mm. So often, more often than not, if it's like a younger girl, especially, they can feel very awkward and, you know, like, yeah, even if they realize, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. In many cases, young girls, mm. uh, like teenagers, mm. are victims. Uh, that's the worst part of um, this, this issue. Mm. But yeah, I think that they can often feel too embarrassed to, mm. to go to the police. Mm. But what I wanted to say is that like, in a good way, it often seems that it's always a bystander that notices mm. and they don't just let it slide. So right. when, when people do notice, they, they do tell people. Yeah, yeah. But it's just that there's a lot of people and, you know, the trains are it's always really crowded. So you know, I'd imagine a lot of the time these people can just do it secretly without people noticing, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Um, but I mean, that, I believe that's the reason that led to like all mob- mobile phones you buy in Japan. Mm. Uh, when you press the shutter button, it makes the noise, right? Yes. It's like, unless you like hack the phone it's impossible to turn it off yeah right yeah which in in like uk i buy a phone it mm. comes with it but like, you can turn it off there's an option yeah um but in japan it's like, there's just no option there's no option <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so many japanese people get surprised um like seeing like iphones and other you know smartphones that are like made outside japan mm. that they don't like like make any noises when oh, they right. take photos okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, but vice versa, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, foreigners visiting Japan may like find it a bit surprising, mm. like all the smartphone make noises. Yeah, yeah. That, that's mm. kind of interesting to hear. Mm. Um, but like you said, yes, this problem has been going on for decades. Um, it's unfortunately a problem that won't be won't be solved anytime soon. Mm. Um, but I mean, at the very least, it's good to see that uh, this guy was apprehended, um, even after a rather stupid escape attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I hope he will be prosecuted accordingly. Mm-hmm. So our second story of the week comes from NHK. The Japanese government appears set to declare a coronavirus state of emergency for Tokyo for the fourth time. The decision comes as focused antivirus measures for Tokyo, Osaka and eight other prefectures are set to expire on Sunday. The government plans to tighten anti-infection measures by declaring a state of emergency in Tokyo where coronavirus cases are surging. Officials in the capital confirmed 920 new infections on Wednesday. Following on from this announcement, Japan's Minister for the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games has announced that no spectators will be allowed at Olympic venues in Tokyo and the three surrounding prefectures of Saitama, Chiba and Kanagawa. Minister Marukawa Tameo spoke to reporters on Thursday after a five-party meeting between the Japanese government, the Games Organising Committee, the Tokyo Metropolitan Government and the International Olympic and Paralympic Committees. Yeah, so I don't know, like, what's going on with, like, state of emergencies. It feels like we've been in one for a while. Mm. The third one started, like, back in March sometime. Mm. And, like, it's been just too many times. Did it end or, like, what I seem to see online is, like, no one even seems to know, like, what's going Mm. on. (laughs) So it's just a bit of confusion. Right. But I actually wasn't expecting the government to declare state of emergency anytime soon Mm. after the third one, because that will jeopardize the holding of... The Olympics, mm-hmm. you know, that's scheduled in two weeks' time. But they did. Mm-hmm. And quite a turnaround, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Surprising. So that was my first surprise. Then now, you know, just yesterday, right? 
they announced it officially that there'll be no spectators mm. for the Olympics events. Mm. I mean, technically, uh, for the ones that will be held outside Tokyo, mm. there could be, but obviously, most uh, most of the major events are held in uh, Tokyo. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, for the ones outside, because I know there's like a few like soccer matches, mm. soccer, football, sorry. <laughs> there's a few football matches up in Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I think because the the football tournament requires so many matches, mm. that's quite far spread. Right. But I imagine that's up to like Hokkaido's prefectural government to decide, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually expecting the government would have at least some spectators, mainly for business and political reasons, no matter how much backlash they get from the public. Mm. But I was wrong, and I think they made the right decision after all. Mm. Well, like, I'm not sure if it's the very best decision, but at least it's better than having, like, you know, tens of thousands of spectators. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. I mean, in terms of like the the health of the nation, um, mm. I do wonder like how much influence like the protests had, you know, because I guess kind of uncharacteristic of like Japanese people, there were quite a lot of anti-Olympic protests, right? Mm. Um, and you know, they were all they were all peaceful. You know, there wasn't there was no like major kind of breakouts of like violence or anything mm-hmm. like that. But a mm-hmm. lot of people were protesting, which. Um, is a bit unusual for, you know, Japanese culture in general. Mm. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm wondering like if the government saw that and, you know, really felt the pressure. Right. You know, hard to say. Yeah, I think they had to change their strategy in the last minute. Uh, I see overall situation in Japan now is uh, worse than they expected. Mm. Most notably, uh, they saw more than 10 cases uh, within the Olympics village. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, including the athletes and the staff members. Mm. Um, and I don't think this is politically correct, but some media called the village Biohazard Village. <laughs> <laughs> is that like a play on words? Because the new game Biohazard was called Village. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, double meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's like yeah, yeah, Resident yeah. Evil Village. Yeah, yeah. That's the, funny. I didn't see that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it's it's called a uh, biohazard. I yeah. mean, the game Resident Evil is yeah, called a yeah. uh, biohazard in Japan, and yeah, I I think you're right. Yeah, it came yeah. out uh, about a month ago, so it's quite yeah. tough. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, so Resident Evil Eight is it's just called Resident Evil Village or Bio- mm. Biohazard Village. Right, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now now it makes more sense. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we're we're not supposed to be you know making fun about it. But that's a good pun. I like it. That's, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, after seeing these cases in the village, uh, the backlash from the public was much stronger, mm. you know, against the Olympics. Yeah. And uh, I think I shared something with you the other day. Um, there was a trending hashtag on Twitter. Uh, Online, there was a lot of articles covering this in the Japanese news. And there was the hashtag like no mask gaijin or like no mask foreigners. And there was a picture of inside the Olympic Village, and there's like, uh, like ten to twelve like people standing around, like, like it looks like a beer garden almost, and people are like, drinking beers and stuff or something. Mm. And um, yeah, and then that kind of started circulating, and as you can imagine, like a lot of foreigners online were like, "Well, what's going on? Like, we we live here and we're not doing this," and it caused mm. like, all those kind of problems. But then, what interestingly, like I saw a lot of Japanese people saying like. 
how is that any different to like when you go to Shinjuku on a Friday night and like you go in the bar and then everyone takes their mask off to start drinking? Mm. I was like, yeah, it's true actually. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that wasn't a huge thing, but I just kind of thought it was a funny, funny hashtag. And I, I enjoyed <laughs> reading all the arguments. <laughs> I always like to stay in, neutral in the middle and just enjoy the, uh, the fallout from the conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I also saw a tweet from a popular uh, rock band in Japan called Rad Wimps. Mm, I know, yeah. Oh, you know? Yeah, they're really famous, right? Yeah, yeah, they're very famous. They did the theme song for Yumi no Nawa. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. Right. Yeah, Everyone yeah, knows yeah. Song, yeah. Right. So, yeah, they're famous, mm. probably outside Japan. Too. I think so, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So the vocalist of the band, Noda-san, said that they had to cancel the live concert called Rock in Japan 2021 mm. uh, based on the request from the doctor's committee. Mm. Um, and it was supposed to be held in August. Do you know a national park called uh, Hitachinaka Kaihin Koen? I've heard of it, yeah. I think you've. Uh, if you see this picture, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that place before. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sounds very familiar, but I've never been there. Mm, yeah, me neither. Yeah, but... I think they were supposed to have, you know, thousands of people mm. at the live concert, or it could be more. Mm. But basically, the, you know, band and all the people, staff members that are related to this event mm. was preparing for it uh, for over a year. Mm. And the scale of the event is, of course, going to be uh, smaller than the Olympics, right? Mm. But still, they had to cancel it. Mm. Even though the event was scheduled for, you know, sometime close to the timing of the Olympics. Mm. Yeah, so basically he was quite pissed, mm -hmm. you know. And it's been kind of controversial what he says. Mm. Uh, but emotionally, I get it. Mm. You know, because there's no real consistency and it looks quite arbitrary what events can be held and what cannot be held. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> And some people saying, oh, you could just hold the event without spectators, like mm. the Olympics. But at the same time, for a private entity that holds this kind of event, mm. you'll make huge losses, mm. you know, if you just do it without spectators, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of the same with sports. But like for sports, you need like a huge field. Generally, it depends on the sport, mm. right? But you need like an arena to, to play in. But like what a lot of musicians have been doing, even like big bands, they've just been doing like live stream performances, you know, mm. you know, they'll just hire out a private studio and set yeah, it all up yeah, like yeah. webcams and mm. stuff. And, you know, I feel like they could do that, but then obviously they want to get the, the reaction for the fans and the atmosphere. And yeah, that's what everyone misses about live concerts. Right? Mm. And so, yeah, and no, I completely agree with the sentiments of just like, you know, mixed messaging like unclear definitions of like so many different factors mm. that just it's it's infuriating because like it affects people's lives in a real in a very serious way yeah but the government is just like Meh, you know like it's, mm -hmm. it's not our lives it's to mm. like we're, we're government officials so whatever happens we'll always be fine mm. you know they, i feel like they kind of behave in that way and it's quite annoying <laughs> yeah that's the thing i I mean, to be honest, like, I think it's inevitable that this kind of, like, Lars music event needs to be cancelled mm. today. But the what he's really pissed about is the fact that there is no consistency, Yeah, you yeah. know. Just looking forward to the day, uh, you know, in the future when we can go back to having concerts and other fun, you know, indoor or outdoor activities with lots of people crowded together. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw videos from England, you know, they're having the, uh, the Euro, like, football cup. Um, so like in, in Trafalgar Square in London, there's just like thousands of people, no masks on. And I saw it on the Japanese news the other day. You know? mm. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, maybe uh, it won't be too long once we've all been vaccinated. We can get back to a situation like that. But it seems like at least, yeah, until the 22nd of August, uh, it's going to drag out a little bit longer in Tokyo. Mm. So our final story of the week comes from Mainichi. This week, the Metropolitan Police Department searched the headquarters of the operator of major conveyor belt sushi chain Kappa Sushi over suspicions its president illicitly obtained sales data from a rival chain he used to work for in violation of the law banning unfair competition. Koki Tanabe, president of Yokohama-based Capricreate Co., is suspected by a former colleague of obtaining sales data of Tokyo-based Hamasushi Co., where he was previously a director. It is reported that on several occasions between November last year, when Tanabe became an advisor for Hamasushi, and mid-December, he personally received daily Hamasushi sales data and other information from a former colleague on several occasions. The company said it would cooperate fully with the investigation and strictly handle punishments of those involved based on the investigation's development. Yeah, so actually, I've never even eaten a cup of sushi before, so I have no opinion of the company. Oh, really? Or, you know, the, the services that they provide. So uh, what's your take on this, Yasu? Uh, I think kappa sushi is one of the most traditional kaiten sushi, mm. or uh, what do you call it? like ro- Rotating sushi, sushi. Yeah. Or yeah. conveyor belt, maybe. Yeah. Mm, the most like, traditional one, I mm, would okay. say. Yeah. And I guess many of you may probably recognize a major gudon chain store called Skia. Mm-hmm. You know that one, right? Oh, Skia got to quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, Zensho Holdings is the parent company of Sukiya, mm. uh, which is also the parent company of Hamasushi. Oh, I see. Yeah. And they're like arch enemies. Mm. Anyway, um, this is a serious problem, I think. Uh, it's a crime, mm. right? But at the same time, I find it quite goofy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I'm the only one who see it that way. Right. <laughs> so I went to Twitter and search for some some tweets from other Japanese users. And this one's my favorite. Oh, so Kapazushi is being searched on suspicion of stealing data. This only proves Sushi Ninja actually did exist in modern-day Japan. <laughs> sushi Ninja. <laughs> I don't know who this user is, but he seems like a, you know, he seems like a native Japanese. But his uh, reaction sounds so un-Japanese. So he's like the concept of like sushi ninja. Is that like a thing in, in Japanese culture? Or yeah, so I don't think there is a song or any like anything really famous that's called like sushi ninja. Right. But as far as I know, there's been a popular uh, song called Sushi Yakuza mm. that was released only a few months ago from a band called Candy Fox, and it goes something like. You don't know perfect sushi. You don't know Japanese sushi. You know, it's, it's, it's quite comical. You know, you eat fake sushi and something like that. That's really funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, sushi ninjas just reminded me of uh, sushi yakuza. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of another song. Um, I'm just trying to find the name of it. I think it's called Tokyo Bon. Um, so like, you know, like Bon Odori. Like mm. that bond, so Tokyo Bon Odori. And it's by a guy called a name or Namewi or Namewi. I can't pronounce his name. I think he's from Thailand or oh, Taiwan. Okay. Um, Again, I'm sorry. I don't know where he's from. He's from some East Asian country. But he's basically just like all the lyrics are just like random like Japanese brands like Nintendo and like Kawasaki. And oh. he just like turns into like a song. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that went viral like a few years ago, right? Yeah, it was like two or three years old, but it was just huge, like everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. It, I saw that too. I mean, it's just a, obviously it's a joke song, but mm. it, it just perfectly sums up how like 
foreigners have this tendency to like use Japanese words <laughs> that they've learned from like products or like mm. other places mm. in just like the completely wrong context. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Kito, Kato, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a great song if you want to check that out. Tokyo Bon. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so another funny one was this. So you know what kappa is? Yeah, so yokai, right? Yokai. Yeah. yeah. Like looks like a frog kind of thing lives under the water. <laughs> yeah, but he has a turtle shell on his back. Mm. Yeah, and even a plate-like dish on his head. Uh yeah, and it said that like if the water on his uh plate on mm. his on his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gets dried, mm. then he dies. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that. a myth. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's a fictitious creature, mm. and depending on like how it's drawn, uh, it can be quite comical mm. and and cute as well. Mm. Uh, so Kappa is the image character of Kappa Zushi, mm. and someone said. Oh, so police should be investigating Kapazushi for illegally hiring and forcing kappas to make sushi. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they're not making sushi out of kappas, are they? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But they look a bit... Because they also have, like, a beak, don't they? Kind of like a beak mouth. Ah, they do, yeah. And, like, their hair is, like, kind of moss, kind of green. It looks a bit gross. Yeah. So I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to eat one. I think maybe they'd be a bit... A bit oh. disgusting. Oh, no one does. <laughs> but yeah, they always have like Kappa as like characters in video games. Mm. Like all like enemy mm. or like they might like run like a shop or something. Mm. <laughs> it was like some kind of like fantasy game. Yeah, or they can be Yurukera too, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Yurukera is a Japanese term for a category of mascot characters. Oh, and yeah, and they're usually considered kawaii mm. or cute. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Like, but again, it's one of those things where it's, it's not a simple word, but like a cute mascot, I guess, is probably the, like, it's hard to like translate it's, it. Right? It's really <laughs> difficult to convey the nuance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Yuri yeah. means loose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not just uh, being cute, but yeah. also looks a bit goofy. Mm. Yeah, but there are many like drawings of Kappa mm-hmm. in that kind of like cute style as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, like, you know, a restaurant, like, big restaurant chain like Kapazushi mm. won't make it their uh, image character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's just a gross monster. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I guess that puts a slightly fun spin on uh, what is essentially uh, industrial espionage. espionage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really have too many opinions of this story. Because, like I said, surprisingly, I'd never even heard of the chain. Um, I've been to, like, Sushiro... And uh, another one that's kind of big down in Kyushu. I forget the name of it. Mm. Um, Kurazushi. Kurazushi, that's mm. the one. Yeah, yeah. I really love that place. Right. Um, Genki's Sushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one as well. That's mm. quite cheap. So it's not the best flavor, but it's really cheap. Mm. So yeah, I've been to a lot of like these big sushi Yeah, the chains, thing is but- that Zushi, I think, was almost like a pioneer mm. of uh, rotating sushi. Oh, okay. But yeah, these days, I think Kurazushi and Genki Zushi and whatnot are more uh, popular mm. and well-known than Kapazushi. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, if anything, this has kind of piqued my interest now. So next time I see a Kapazushi, mm. I'm going to go there for lunch. And check <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about sushi made me kind of hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we can try it and then we can compare it to Hama Sushi uh-huh. and see which one's better. <laughs> the rivals. <laughs> we can try. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up all our news for this episode. So let's jump into our final segment of the show, Word of the Week. Yeah. 
Yeah, so today I'm gonna introduce to you another wasei-eigo or Japanese-English word. So, you miraculously got all questions right last week. I'm still riding high from last week's victory. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm up here and I'm ready to come crashing down today in a spectacular failure. Oh, you're lowering <laughs> the expectations. <laughs> but um, yeah, today's word is also quite interesting. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. So the word of the week is meriken. Meriken. Sounds like American. Oh! Really? Is that really sure what it is? American. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I couldn't think of anything else that sounded like that. Oh, like in, wow. Eng- in English, there are no other words that sound like something American. Mm. It sounds like two words. Mm. Like mad, mad again or like make again or something like that. Oh, Mary again! <laughs> my my joy, my joy is gone. My joy is I lost. I thought was quite easy. Oh, was it? Yeah, I couldn't tell whether it's easy or difficult Mary for you. Ken. Yeah, so you're actually right, but uh, usually the way it's used mm. is uh, by combining another word, which means powder. Oh, okay. So American ko. And ko uh, means okay. powder. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and th- maybe that makes it more difficult. Uh, oh, yeah, that makes it more difficult. Yeah. Um, but um, I guess you, you already got the answer, right? Mm. So essentially, uh, it's a type of flour. Oh, like it is like mugi ko. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's like, like wheat powder. Uh, yeah, komugi ko. Uh, okay. Yeah, I actually didn't know until recently, but uh, merikenko uh, is a type of flour mm. uh, that's used in the western part of Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's more grainy than the traditional um, like flour powder. Oh, okay, so you mean like it's a bit bigger? Like the yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah okay. compared to the, the standard ones in Japan. Mm, okay. So yeah, those grainy ones are called uh, merikenko. Oh, okay. Merikenko. Yeah. yeah. But like, you may wonder like why it's like meriken, not American. Because right. America. <laughs> yeah. Um, but why? What, because we have, we already have a word like American, right? Mm. Well, the, I think the reason I got the word so quickly is because like as a joke, I think mainly as like non-Americans, we say like America, like without the A. Oh, You know, like, no like, team, like team America. Uh, you know, and that you just roll in like with your guns blazing, like America, America, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm using, I, I'm used to hearing that word without the a at the start. Mm. Um, but then, um, I guessing because in Japanese it's like American mm. is for phonics, right? Yes, that, that's the reason. I, I think that's uh, that's definitely one of the the major reasons. Uh, but another thing is that uh, when American people like started you know, visiting Japan, like, mm. more often mm. in the beginning of Meiji era. Mm-mm. You know, of course, American people, like, uh, describe themselves as, like, oh, we're from America, mm. or, you know, we're Americans or something, mm. right? And, yeah, depending on, like, how they pronounced it, like, Japanese people couldn't listen the first A sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, as, you're, just as you were saying, they could only hear American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that is, I think, I think especially, like... Um, it's, you see it in TV shows and like people from like the southern areas, like Texas and stuff, they say like America, mm. you know, and it really doesn't sound like there's an A at all. Yeah. So I, I say it in like a jokey way and like I purposefully like remove the A. Mm. But some people really do say it like that. 
And it's yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> right, right. So now it's officially without a. Uh, uh, you know, okay. it's American. Yeah, yeah. And which means American. That's funny. I like yeah. I like the story. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know something called brass knuckle. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So in Japan, it's called American suck. Suck. I know, like you can say, like sock to sock somebody is to punch them. Oh, okay. So it might be like, you know, I socked him in the face. Sock. Or like there's a phrase like sock it to me, mm. which means like, you know, give, give me your best shot. Oh. That's more like metaphorical, but it means like kind of punch me with your best attempt, I guess. Mm. <laughs> you know? So maybe like, yeah, American punch maybe. Oh, with the okay. Bra- I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to explain the, uh, the actions of Japanese people from 200 years ago. I have no oh, idea. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I, obviously I'm a peaceful, you know, the peaceful <laughs> Japanese guy. So it, yeah. yeah, I never suck anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds very similar to another word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, great job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I've taken uh, another victory, I guess. Mm, another A+. Plus. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you'd have to bring your A game next week, Yasu. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to suck it to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I should order one on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Whichever platform you're listening to us on, make sure that you're subscribed for a brand new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. So we're releasing videos on our Japan Pro YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Japan Pro. So find us there. Okay, everyone. So stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, if you're still locked indoors doing some home baking, Make sure you get the correct uh, Medikenko to make that special birthday cake. <laughs> not American suck. Yeah, not American suck. Yeah, that'll, that'll break your teeth. <laughs> uh, be sure to check back next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. Mm-hmm.